We are just dancing away because our theme song is so incredible. It sure is. Thank you, Aaron. Yeah. Oh, man. A little peek behind the curtains. This is like our, what, fifth attempt at this? So, fingers crossed, this one makes it. Oh. I am an optimist. Uh, a Optimist? No, that's someone who... Optimist Prime? Opt- I am Optimus Prime, and I think this is going to go through just fine. So, okay. Peter, it's good Brian. to have you back. Hey, thanks. It's good to be back. It's good to be back from vacation. Thank you, Brendan, for filling in and chatting it up with Ryan. Man, that dude is sure passionate about his theories about uh, uh, whatever. <laughs> cool. I I need to edit it, and it'll be up soon. So I will listen then. Um, You're in for a treat. He um, he basically spoiled all my chances to be president of the United States uh, by calling me out for not watching Miss Marvel. And uh, <laughs> I think we already knew you've said enough things on here that <laughs> I, I think they'll come back like, oh, I remember when he said that on B movies and beyond. Oh. Well, but you you might have to make that database a little limited, like you were talking about, so they can't go as far back. <laughs> I can I can purge it. I can purge it for you. Uh, well, where'd you go, Peter? Is, what was what was vacation? Uh, took the family to Southern California. Did some amusement parks. Um, yeah, it was a good time. Did the beach. Uh, the whole you know, beach. You did the whole beach. Did the whole beach. I watched. I walked the whole coastline. Just the Southern California, though. Oh, okay. Well, that's, so, that's too bad. Yeah, not. It wasn't. It was pretty easy. Uh, but yeah, it was a good time. But uh, you know the saying. You you know you need a vacation from your vacation, and now I need another vacation where I don't have to go to the amusement parks and the walk the whole beast beach coast. So. Uh, tired, but I'm excited to be back and uh, talk some movies with you. Well, hell yeah. Um, well, Peter, let's get right into it. Uh, we are ready for our quick question. Huh. What? How? Why? I have so many questions! It's probably not going to be that quick of a question, but... Uh, um, <laughs> anyone watching on YouTube has noticed we have changed our location. Uh, Getting a little bit more comfy. Yes, we are very comfy. Uh, You know, we're in the the Arctic, our Arctic studio. Um, You just said we went on vacation or you need a vacation from your vacation. This is your vacation from your vacation. This is it. We took a little break and we're on vacation now. Uh, <laughs> so thank you. Um, still can't show our screen, which no one knows about that. Um, but we are looking at BuzzFeed's 
Uh, you can only save one 90s film per category article. Um, I, I like this. This is a cool idea. It, they have a whole bunch of classic 90s film in each of these different genres. And I thought it'd be kind of a fun thing to to run through some of these. Maybe not all of them, uh, but see where we, we pick. Um, Ryan, you got it pulled up? Do you, are you looking at what I'm looking at? I am picking up what you're putting down. All right. So first category, comedy. From the 90s. There's We got Wayne's World, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, Billy Madison, American Pie, Ace Ventura Pet Detective, Death Becomes Her, Drop Dead Fred, Dazed and Confused, and The Water Boy. Wow. Oh. I know, okay. quite the list. Now, you can only pick one of these. Uh, the other kind of cool thing is that the end, I can say view results, and I can kind of see how everyone else is voting. Um, but if you had to pick one, this is it. This is your comedy f- film from the 90s. This is the one you would have to watch the rest of your life. Which Dude, one would you pick? I have a problem, because American Pie came out in 1999. Is that the 90s? It's still the 90s. Uh, barely. I mean, I was born in January 6th. Like, I should technically be a, an 85 baby. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> what does it have to do with... I, it came... It was filmed in 19... Probably 1998, you know? Perfect. Okay, that's enough justification for me. Um, okay. Peter, I'm going to go Dumb and Dumber. Um, and when I clicked the link, uh, I found out I'm wrong... But Dumb and Dumber is one of my favorite movies, and uh, it's just one – it's – like, it's unlike any other comedy on this list. Like, everything kind of has this whole 90s vibe to it. Dumb and Dumber is just like, we're dumb, and we're going to stay dumb, and then we're going to get dumber throughout the movie. And it's just like – it's it's unlike any other movie on this list. list. That's all i got to say. So uh, to answer – to answer this part of the question, I'm going Dumb and Dumber. How about you, Peter? Uh, I'm right there with you. I'm with uh, Dumb and Dumber. And yeah, there's only it's at 11% from all these people that have voted. I'm surprised. I was shocked that The Mask was up there at 16%. So right now, The Mask is tied with American Pie at 16% each. Um. But I just I don't know Dumb and Dumber that holds a special spot in my my heart that really kicked off like like to me Jim Carrey's um, thank you yeah career well yeah that is well, but also Ace Ventura came out that same year like but that's the one for me that I remember that sticks out and I I love that one that's why I'm questioning American Pie like that's number two on the list behind the mask. If you really want to go through this list the way it should be, it should be Dumb and Dumber, Wayne's World, uh, Billy Madison, and The Water Boy. Um, Days and Confused to me is not a comedy. Like that's a coming of age story. It's not very funny. Yeah, I I hear you. I'm with you there. I mean, that is like it is a great film, and I think deserves to be one of those classics for the '90s. But yeah, as a comedy, I don't think I don't go to that film for for the laughs. Right, right. All right. So. Next, choose a 90s romantic film. Wedding Singer, Notting Hill, She's All That, 10 Things I Hate About You, Pretty Woman, Titanic, Never Been Kissed, Ghost, 
while you're sleeping in my best friend's wedding. Peter, since I started off the last one, what did you go with? Oh, man. This is a tough category. (laughs) Is it because, like, you didn't... 90s romantic films are not really your forte? Yeah, I mean, I've, uh, I've seen most of these... Some it's been a while. Um, like I don't remember Notting Hill at all. Never saw uh, it. Yeah, um, it's very possible. Maybe I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like the ones that stick out to me, I'll, I'll just. Oh man, dang it! The wedding singer sticks out. She's all that. Ten things I hate about you. Pretty woman. Uh, and while you were sleeping, those are the ones that really stand out to me. I know everyone's huge fans of Ghost, and uh, I don't know. Um, but I'm going to have to just go with While You Were Sleeping. That was one. Wow. Um, I don't know why, but I think my mom watched that a lot, and she liked it. Because <laughs> I just remember that vaguely through my childhood, having to watch that a few times. Um, so I will go with, uh, while you're sleeping, but this is a tough category. Mine was pretty woman. When I think romance film, I think pretty woman. So again, we're both wrong, but here's the thing. 10 things I hate about you to me is kind of a comedy. Same thing with Titanic. Titanic was hilarious. (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. Uh, I don't, I get why 10 (laughs) things I hate about you. Like I agree with that one. I think it deserves to be up there. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Next, this is more our forte. Choose the '90s horror film. I know what you did last summer: The Blair Witch Project, Project Scream, Blade, uh, Urban Legend, Idle Hands, Silence of the Lambs, Candyman, Misery, and It. Oh. Yeah. So I gotta say, I gotta. Do you think Blade should be in this category? No, and I also kind of don't think Idle Hand should be in it. I think that should be in comedy. <laughs> yeah, but that's a comedy horror. Like, I get why Idle Hands is there. Blade's um, not even scary, like, remotely. That's what I'm saying. I don't think Blade is going to be here, because I just feel like Blade's such a great movie, but I'm not going to pick that because of the fact that, to me, it's not horror. It was more of, like, they needed its own little genre with superhero films or something, you know, or action. I'd probably put it more in action. Um, but I, from, oh, geez, man, this is so tough. I picked mine. Mine scream. Scream okay. is like, it's the nineties horror movie. It's um, true. but the other ones, I mean, it scream knows what it is and it's, it's just, it's self-aware. So like silence of the lambs, like is like this drama and you know, it is like a horror character. I know what you did some last summer is kind of like a copy of scream. Blair, Witch was different misery. Um, I thought misery was a made for TV movie. Blake (laughs) definitely doesn't belong on here. Candyman, to be honest with you, I haven't really seen Candyman. I don't think it should be up there more, but I think it's lower because a lot of people are saying the same thing I am. It's a comedy. Um, and our question is good too. So ooh, I just, I got to go screen. Yeah, I, I'm with you, but just to be a little bit different, I would pick a idle hands for my, the second one. But from this, the votes, it screams 31%. 
Silence of the Lambs, 30%, which, again, that is one where I don't feel like it should be in this category. I don't think that's horror. That was more like suspense, like thriller. Like, So I, I disagree with this uh, this rating. And, geez, I don't know. It was down there like, I, like 1%. So I, don't know, I disagree it's with that. It's a, it's a comedy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next All right. up. Fantasy. Fantasy, yeah. yeah. The Mummy, Bram Stoker's Dracula, The Crow, Hook, Practical Magic, Interview with a Vampire, Edward Scissorhands, Gremlin 2, what? Okay. Uh, Batman Returns, and Princess Mononoke. (laughs) Princess. Princess Mononoke. This category is all over the place. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) Uh, Dude, Gremlins should be in, like, just top movie. Batman Returns and Blade should be in its own category. Category. Same thing with Edward Scissorhands. I, like, those aren't fantasy movies to me. But I want to pick Batman Returns just because it's one of my favorite movies. But because of the category... Uh, I'm going to pick Batman Returns! <laughs> yeah, I'm, don't you almost feel like... Like, these are, again... I don't think Dracula is that really fantasy that like the mummy again, I guess it's kind of fantasy, but it's also like adventure. Like really the only one that sticks out that I think is a true fantasy film. I'm going to have to go with hook, which I gotta admit, I love hook. I love Robin Williams and I love Dustin Hoffman. So many things I love about this one. Um, I'm going to go with hook. Cause I think this is from this list. This is the most legit fantasy film from this one. I would and agree with you 100%. But the people do that. Yeah. <laughs> they went with a drum roll, please. Who's number one? The Mummy, which I get it. And I was going to pick that one. That was my probably my second one that I feel like, all right, that's probably closer to fantasy than the rest. Um, and I think that one also like shaped like you know, a lot of new movies from that, you know, that style, that quick action, you, you know, uh, I guess sci-fi ish, the fantasy is what they're calling it. Like, dude, that shaped so many movies, uh, after that film. So I get why it's number one. Um, but at least a hook got 15%. I'm good with that. Yeah. I picked uh, Batman returns. I got 5%. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which again, they should just move that and blade to comic book book movie. Um, yeah, and I just don't know why Princess Mononoke is on there. I don't think enough people have watched that. I don't even but, know what it is. But this one, this category is really good, Ryan. Sci-fi films from the nineties. this yeah. is gonna be a tough one. So we got Total Recall, Mars Attacks, Men in Black, Event Horizon, Alien Three. <laughs> the- <laughs> The Matrix, Species, <sighs> Mimic, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, oh shit, and The X-Files. Like, these oh. are these are all straight-up sci-fi movies, but they're so different in each way. Yeah. Except, except for Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks should be a comic movie. <laughs> yep. Same with um, Men in Black, yeah. actually, kind of. Yeah, it was comic. Um... Ooh, Peter, you go first. You know, I'm going to just have to 
man, again, some of these shaped, you know, movies like moving forward. But the thing with this one, like, I I think I'm going to have to go because I want to go early on in the 90s because I I see the Matrix, but I just feel like that's just, it's too close to 2000. Um, And I'm going to go Terminator 2 Judgment Day. I mean, that movie is just so kick ass. Came out in 1991. Like, what a way to kick off the 90s, you know? So. Uh, that's that's the one for me. I'm going to one-up you, and I'm going to go a year earlier. Still Arnold, but Total Recall. That I movie, did. dude, I had three boobs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's all I needed. However, we're wrong again. 48% was Men in Black, then The Matrix. Oh, you, you're number... Dude, you've been number three, like, every single time. Yeah, except for that romantic one. Um... I'm surprised oh. that this one didn't get more. Like, I mean, I understand Men in Black's really good, and again, that shaped a lot. But come on, it's Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Yeah, and just something a little bit more sci-fi. It's Total Recall. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised Total Recall didn't have more. But I mean, they did a remake of it. <laughs> come on, yeah, maybe that's sure. what everyone thought it was a remake. Maybe that's why. All right, this one should be right in our alley because we were kids choose a 90s kids film anastasia jumanji nightmare before christmas halloween town hocus pocus the never ending story to the next chapter why did oh the first one is the 80s the parent Mm -hmm. trap casper the witches and little princess oh i'm gonna go with uh teenage mutant ninja turtles one and two (laughs) Yeah, where are those? Yeah. <laughs> what the crap? <laughs> um, well, because some of them came out in uh, uh, the 80s. Not Ninja Turtles. The first one came out in... Um, 1990. Was, I thought it was 89. It came out the same year as Batman, didn't it? It came out the year after Batman. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, 1990. Um, yep, I agree with you. If that was on the list, I would pick that. Otherwise, I, I got to go with uh, uh, Jumanji. Jumanji's where it's at. So. Again, you're number three. I'm number right because it's Ninja Turtles. <laughs> um, uh, however, I think I picked Nightmare Before Christmas just to get a uh, statistic, um, which... Again, that's kind of a horror movie to me, but I don't know. All right. Lastly, Peter, on this quick question, not quick question, choose a 90s drama film. Girl Interrupted, Virgin Suicides, American Beauty, Cruel Intentions, Pulp Fiction, Empire Records, My Girl, Reality Bites, Fight Club, and Shawshank Redemption. And I have a feeling you're going to pick Empire Records. I don't know why. Yes. Well, this is a tough category, and I uh, this is drama. Okay, Empire Records is not a drama. I agree with you. And I, oh, jeez, this is a this is a weird category. Is do you really consider Pulp Fiction a drama? No. Yeah. I mean, Cruel Intentions certainly is. Um, 
Fight Club? Shawshank yeah. Redemption? I get. I guess I can see where Fight Club. I, I don't. This is a weird category. There, and but there's a lot of there's some good films in this one. But again, so many came out in 1999. I almost just went with Cruel Intentions because that kiss scene. Um, ah, dude. You know, again, uh, Empire Records. I'm not picking it just because I don't think it's a drama. And I'm going to go with my girl because, holy shit, the ending of that film. I mean, if you don't cry, like, you don't have a heart. If someone dubs the ending with Macaulay Culkin getting stung by all those bees with Nicolas Cage going, Oh, no, not the bees, not the bees. (laughs) That would make my life so complete. Um. Peter, just because I'm going to go uh, 1994 Pulp Fiction. Okay. And uh, Shawshank Redemption is number one, My Girl's number two, and Pulp Fiction is number three. I like this poll. I like poll time. Yeah, I was. Four polls. I'll have to find more of them, but uh, I just liked it because I love the 90s, and uh, I'm kind of shocked. We need to do a whole another one where it's just like. You know, like comic book uh, movies. Like, that's what it should have been. It should have been like fucking Blade, Batman Returns, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, and all those other ones. Like, there's still a handful of, of comic book related movies out there in the 90s. They screwed up. We'll do another one. I'll submit it to BuzzFeed. Um, all right. Uh, let's move on to our next segment. <laughs> Here are some exciting coming attractions from Peter. You did the list of trailers. I want you to um, lead on this one because I got a lot to talk about. <laughs> All, right. All right. First up, Peter. Yeah, well, so. Uh, let me just let's just run i'm gonna say each one of these trailers and then maybe we can just pick and choose where we want to start so we got and correct me if i'm wrong on the pronouncing how i'm pronouncing this but margus marg ox (laughs) did they say it in the move in the trailer (laughs) do they what did they say it's margot dude that's how you say that with there's an x in margot yeah, M A R G A U X is Margot. It's Margot. Yeah, it must be French or some shit. Oh, well, all right. There's Margot. House attacking kids. Shark side of the moon. Which sharks on the moon? You can't go wrong with that. Wire room. Final Bruce Willis film that's coming out with Kevin Dillon. Yeah. Wednesday series. Uh, you know Netflix is bringing back the Adams family, but. Uh, focused on Wednesday. And then you got the greatest beer run with Zach Efron based off a true story, which doesn't really fit into what we do, but I got, it looked like a decent film and I was kind of deceived by the, this title. Cause I thought it was going to be some weird buddy, you know, film about it kind beer. Of is, though. It is a little bit <laughs> a lot more dramatic. So, All right. Um, let's run down. Um, Margox. Uh, yep. <laughs> Margox. Uh-huh. Uh, just reminds me of one of my favorite movies, Ex Machina. Um, 
but it's the house that's like replicating them instead of just uh, uh, the Moon Knight making AI attacking um, that one guy from Star Wars as well. Um, I'm interested because I like this. I like the entrapment of an AI house that is um, learning and um, about to kill a bunch of people. I think it's pretty close to what's actually happening. So cool. <laughs> I like how that it can actually like, I think what was the premise that it almost can like 3d print itself. So this house is creating all these crazy killing traps for these kids. And I hope I didn't see all of them just in that trailer. So hopefully that's not the case, but I am in cause it just looks like a silly fun ride. Uh, same thing with this next one, shark side of the moon, which again, it's like mutant sharks, dude, it's fucking our street sharks, but they're on the moon. Dude. Uh, that's when I first saw one of the sharks in that trailer, I wasn't disappointed because they gave away what the sharks look like. I was stoked because I'm getting street sharks on the moon. Yeah. I hope so, they're in moon boots. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and one of them has rollerblades that just yes. pop out. <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm in for this one 100%. Like, Margot, I'm cool. But Shark Side of the Moon, play on Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. I'm I'm solid. I'm set. Um, Wire Room is kind of the least of all these trailers. I mean, I get it. It's Bruce Willis's last movie. Kevin Dillon, Matt Dillon's little brother's in it, or older brother, older brother, older brother. Um, Kevin Dillon's making a, a B movie reprise um, in his role, so we might have to change the group chat name. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, I, I guess you know, I'll watch it with my dad. I'm sure this is something that he'd want to watch. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the premise is uh, interesting enough. Where it's it's almost like a weird thing like he's monitoring a room right like he's away he's computer guy and shit starts to unfold and so it's gonna be one of those weird movies where he's not quite there but he has to interact with them is that right is that am i explaining that correctly yeah that yeah i'm pretty sure that's that's where you're you're going with this. I, I didn't really get too much of the plot, which I'm okay with. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm actually more, more uh, just intrigued by that he's running around with a little uh, silencer PP7 gun just shooting things. That's what I was just most paying attention to. So. Playing some 007? Yeah. It felt like I was listening to – if they just played that um, 007 throughout the trailer – I'm set. I just need to redo trailers. Maybe that's my calling. I think so. I think so. Next up, Wednesday Adams. Dude, I love the casting. I mean, like, at first, you're like, really? Um, Louise, uh, what's his last name? I, I don't know. Is the one that plays uh, Gomez? Yeah, Louise Gomez. It's like Gutierrez or something, right? Yeah, I, I really like the guy, but... Here's the thing, man. Like I, I, I'm comparing this to the movie, The Adams Family, the live action one, and it's such like a difference. Like I think they nailed it with Wednesday, and I'm also really on board with Catherine, Catherine Zeta Jones playing. Um, oh my God! Yes. Yeah. Her. What's her face? Um. But 
like they're kind of going towards like they're trying to make it more like the the actual like black and white animation style where like they're like the Gomez is not attractive, which that's what they really went with on this. And and then Pugsley is just to me Pugsley just looks weird. And so um I don't know. I, I think half of it is really great casting. The other part, I'm not too sure, but the main focus is on Wednesday and I think they nailed that. Uh, and the trailer made it looked, you know, f- dark and, and funny. And I, you know, I'll definitely give it a shot. Like I, I hope it's, it's entertaining. It it looks to be so, and Tim Burton's involved. So I like that. Um, I'm in. I mean, I think I'm more vested in this already than I am the monsters. So yeah, absolutely, I agree with that. And it'd be funny if they release them at the same time, <laughs> just to see which one does better. Yeah, I think uh, Wednesday's going to do much better. Um, yeah, and then the greatest beer run. I mean, we pretty much already talked about it, but it's coming to Apple Plus T. Or, Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus, yes. Yeah, so... Zac Efron basically goes out to, like, give his war buddies beer, and he gets stuck in war. Yeah, in Vietnam, which... Yeah, yeah, there's a part where, like, yeah, it's easy to get into the war, but it's hard to get out, which you're kind of seeing that, which I never would have ever thought that, hey, I'm going to go into war to give some people some beer. Like that just does not cross my mind. Um, so Dude, what else are you going to do in the sixties? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but not, not that that's just crazy. The idea of, I mean, why didn't you just enlist and go into war? I just don't understand that. They don't give you beer to give to your buddies. <laughs> yeah. You can't drink when you go. <laughs> Uh, uh well uh good list man i think um i'm most excited about shark side of the moon to be honest with you because it's gonna be the closest we're gonna get to street sharks right now i can't wait till like this entire universe of like ninja turtles and and uh battle toads and and uh street sharks have this um collaboration movie like that marvel's doing like they should call it the saturday morning universe and just give us all the movies I'm up for that. So I would love that too. And some biker mice from Mars. Yes. And <laughs> fuck your hair. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. All right, Ryan. Ready for some, some news. Oh wait, I can't do that. <laughs> fuck it we'll do it live fuck it we'll do it live yeah that's my favorite part of that clip when i get to press that button the guy at the end that goes yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we'll do it live yeah. uh news dude um man can we, can we stop talking about this they them the please um you mean the flash yes well, I really like the idea that they caught him, but he just kind of turned himself in. So that made me sad. <laughs> Don't you think Warner Brothers probably sent Ezra Miller like a, hey, you better take care of this. Otherwise, we're going to scrap $300 million of a movie and we're going to hold you liable for it. And he was probably like, oh, oh, shit. 
I could see that. Absolutely. You're probably right. I mean, do you, you think they could sue, though? Could they sue him for that? I mean, if I was a major studio and my main actor of my big budget blockbuster for next year was going out um, getting criminal charges, I would find a way to sue him. Yeah. I don't It's nuts, I mean, but... Disney almost canceled Scarlett Johansson for some of the things she said. So why can't Warner Brothers do it with Ezra Miller? She, she, or is it a she or he? I don't know. Ezra Miller is no, Ezra Miller is no Scarlett Johansson, you know, not even close. No. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, but I guess he's in rehab and he issued an apology that he's, really in a bad headspace and uh i um i don't know i don't think that's gonna be enough to write the ship i mean it's still the the flash movie is still scheduled to come out next june um and i've heard that actually like the test audience have enjoyed it so yeah because michael keaton's in it yeah, but Michael Keaton was in Batgirl. Oh well, ugh. like I just wonder if this is part of this is that maybe they they stopped Batgirl because the fact that Michael Keaton was in that, I feel like there's a bigger connection to this Flash movie to Batgirl than maybe we all know or, or maybe we do know, and and so like because of all this shit that's going on with Ezra Miller. And the Flash movie, which the I mean, it's still a potential that it just gets pulled and everyone sees the light of day, and then that would just why re- finish up two movies that you can never show, like just cut your losses and you don't have to have a Batgirl. I mean, that could be the reason behind that. Um, Maybe they should scrap it, see if they can use the footage from Michael Keaton, make a new Batman movie, and incorporate Batgirl and the Flash together, and just have this Oracle Batman just explained the DC EU universe for the future. <laughs> I'd see it. Yeah, I'd watch it. it. <laughs> um, but I guess, uh, you know, if this is all true and he does have mental health issues, I hope he gets the help he needs. Uh, uh, but wow, that was a wild ride. I just went on like Wikipedia and just read everything and, Holy shit. But I also feel like, I mean, this is a long time coming. Like, he started doing weird shit way back in the day. So, like, like in 2006. So, uh, I'm kind of not surprised. But um, um, I guess I'm just glad it's over and we'll see what's to come. I mean, Warner Brothers decided to hire an actor who, who was in a movie called We Need to Talk About Kevin, where he plays a... Um, a kid who like was recovering from a school shooting. So like Ezra Miller's perfect for having these weird antics. They should have seen this a long time ago. Anyway, next. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, this one's big cause I was anticipating this, but she Hulk is getting review bombed. I didn't know review bombed is a new thing where people just go through and just talk crap about something before it comes out. Um, uh, and uh, things are not looking good for a certain demographic. Well, it's just so they're doing this review bomb on IMDb, 
mm-hmm. before it's even released. So, like, I mean, come on. Like, and I don't know. Do you? I don't. For me personally, I don't go to IMDb to, like, hey, what are people saying about this? Uh, I usually just don't do that in general. Um, but, like, I guess from reviewing these this bombing, uh, apparently men over 30 have a big issue with She-Hulk. <laughs> You think <laughs> I, I just don't? I, you think they're intimidated? Like I don't understand. Like, do you have a problem with She-Hulk, Ryan? No, I mean the only thing I had a problem with was uh, initially the CGI was bad, but I I'm actually I want to see this, dude. It's a TV show about breaking the fourth wall, where each show apparently has um, cameos, and like that's that's what I want from a Marvel TV show. Like I'm down for this, dude, and I'm I'm the demographic that's review bombing this apparently. <laughs> yes, yes, and you didn't even watch Miss Marvel, so you have uh, you know your your issues. Um, <laughs> Ouch! Uh, Did you watch it? I haven't finished it, but I'm almost through with it. Like. Is it my favorite thing ever? Ever? No, but is it bad? Absolutely not. It's not bad. And I guarantee the She-Hulk mo- or TV show is not going to be bad either. Is it going to be great? Probably not. I will say probably most of their TV stuff is, you know, it's it's good, but it's not great. Um... I don't know, maybe I'm Loki I was pretty I, I Loki is probably the the best of the series in my opinion. All right. Um but anywho, I just I just don't understand why men over 30 have such an issue with this. I don't know why they feel so connected to the She-Hulk, but they did the same exact shit to Captain Marvel, man. Like I, I just I just don't understand why there has to be so much hate from men over 30. <laughs> I think it's because uh, men over 30 are being mislabeled as uh, millennials and we're just taking it out on like the most boomer thing possible. So like, you know, get over it. Like watch, you know, if you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. But if you want to watch it, support it. Well, exactly. And like, I just, so your review bombing before it even comes out. I mean, I, I wanted to, and I didn't have time. I wanted to go in there and try to look at some of these reviews just to kind of see what they're they're saying. But uh, uh, I, you haven't seen it, so what could you be saying? You're just bitching. Stop <clears throat> bitching. <laughs> Stop your bitching, jeez. Bitch once it comes out, and then you can actually have points to, you know, what you're actually talking about. Like it just. It does not make sense to me. Oh my god, it's bad. Let's see, ten. There's a uh, one out of ten scale. Forty five percent is ten, and then forty two percent is one. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> interesting, though. Like, I mean, it seems like there's a uh, you know, it's fifty fifty on this, where like people are trying to like, no, no, don't re- review bomb it, and the other part is just. Uh, trying to just take it down but i just don't understand it you know my thing here is like i'm on imdb looking at this and i'm trying to find these reviews and they're not here like it's just giving you a a scale i wonder if this is all just a promo uh 
I think you gotta go to user reviews. Ooh, just real quick. She-Hulk Attorney at Law brings superhuman law and lev- levity to MCU on IMDb. It says, but why though? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll look at these and uh, review the reviews after the show comes out. Um, Peter, this is some cool news. Saw X is coming out. Why is it called Saw 10? It should be called Saw X. Mm. Um, is it cool news, though? <laughs> I mean, we did an entire episode on all Saw movies. I understand that. I understand. Um, I just... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how I, I feel about it. Because um, I, I I only watched... those that for, When we did that whole episode about all the Saw movies, that was the first time I've seen most of those. Like... <laughs> Same here, actually. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I am not like a. Yeah, I'm not a Saw fan in general. I've ever seen the first one and like thought it was kind of cool, but like I was one like I hated the twist ending. I thought it was kind of dumb. Um, and then I think I saw the second one. And I just thought it got worse how much it was. They're trying to interconnect everything. And so the fact that they're only up to 10 now, I just, it's not necessary. Just take the same premise and call it something different. Can we do that? Like Blade or how about Jigsaw? Jigsaw would be fun. Oh, wait, yeah. no, they did that. <laughs> yes. um, all right. How about just uh, Circular Saw? I don't know. Handsaw. Bonesaw. Chainsaw. Yeah. See, there's so many different things you can use. I like that. I like that premise. Um, speaking of uh, actors with too much power, Black Adam is designed to expand the DCECU with spinoffs and more characters. Nope. Just have Michael Keaton Batman do it. I don't need The Rock doing this. I think The Rock has too much creative control over the Black Adam character, and um, I'm just not interested. I... I guess I'm I'm just confused with this because this is a continuation of kind of like the Snyder verse, right? Yes. So. Like. As far as I know, I feel like it's kind of dead, but I guess I'm wrong because a new Aquaman's coming out. There's supposed to be another Wonder Woman film like they still have this flash movie. Like, I don't know. I, I just, I don't get it. Like I, I personally kind of wish they do just kind of scrap the whole thing, but they're so pot committed to this. And, and the fact that like, you already saw it with the black Adam trailers, there's tons of like superheroes in there. Like they can branch off tons. Like I just, don't know if it's it's probably not going to be good it's probably going to be more like that spider-verse type shit you know that sony's doing the live action stuff not the animated um so um well go ahead keep on uh you know warner brothers which is i don't get it if they're trying to expand and yet he's just canceling all these series like again it just shows that warner brothers doesn't know what the hell they're doing they haven't for a long time um 
this I like this piece of news because I think he's wrong. Yeah, me and too. When you go through, if you li- listen, when you listen to the last episode, we go into so many universes that Fast and Furious can just be in. But Jurassic World director thinks Fast and Furious crossover is a terrible idea. Well, I think his last movie was terrible, so he needs to just shut up. Um, I didn't think Dominion was terrible, but uh, uh, dude, dinosaurs and cars crossing over would be amazing, and he pretty much did that in his third film by making the worlds exist together. So I don't know what he's talking about. He's just jealous that he didn't come up with it. (laughs) I think that's what it is, dude. And if they could somehow like blend dinosaurs with humans and, um, sharks and put them on the streets, I'm in. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, uh let's see we talked about she hulk but this is i don't know if it's news but it basically says it pitches a potentially perfect deadpool crossover dude if disney like unleashed deadpool and she hulk i just i would blow it blow my mind all those mid-30 uh review bombers would just have to eat some crow so disney just have them in there just just so we can watch and laugh um, and then last but not least, uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is far out, but they're already releasing toys and games, and they revealed Scarlet Spider. I didn't know Scarlet, Scarlet Spider was going to be in this one, but I'm excited about that. And you see his design. So um, we're getting little peeps of these movies. Like uh, We just saw a bunch of um, art, uh, promo art for uh, Wakanda Forever and saw Ironheart like, in her gear. So... Um, it's coming out. It's getting us excited. Yeah. Uh, it is so funny how like toys are starting to, uh, <laughs> spoil these movies. Right. <laughs> Just cracks me up there. Cause I also saw like there's design for, uh, the punk rock Spider-Man too. Um, that's going to be in this new across the spire verse, but y- you know, it, I'm not surprised by any of this because, <clears throat> They're going, they're probably going to do multiverse film the right way compared to, you know, multiverse of madness, um, where you could have a whole bunch of these characters just kind of come in quickly and then leave is just as fast. Uh, so they can have all kinds of designs and, and, uh, toys set up for this and they're not even really in the movie. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting oh, to see sure. who's who's going to be like the main the main team, you know, like like that they had in the first one. So I don't they got to bring back Nick Cage, dude. They got to do it. So I, I I hope they make some cameo. I would think they would. Right. Hey, Peter. Yeah, this is going to be the shortest one and you're going to love uh, putting the music over it. But how do you support the show? Hey, go to our website, bmoviesbeyond.com. Yeah, subscribe, rate, review, and tell your friends about us. Like and uh, subscribe on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. All the socials, you can just find it right from our website, bmoviesbeyond.com. And you can buy our shit if you, you know, if you want some cool soft gear. Man, that's perfect. <laughs> I'm going to do that all day long. <laughs> Damn straight. Do it. Oh, cool. Oh, dude. Here we are. 
It's review time. Wow, man, what a what a fantastic episode, man! This is I, we had so many cool sound effects, and we had so many. I just love it. We're in a nice vacation house, and since we're on vacation, um, Peter, I'm excited to do reviews with you. Last week, uh, Brendan and I actually did not do reviews. We did basically what was called a current state of the Star Wars universe, the DC ECU and the Marvel universe. So when you go in there, I know you're going to be talking with to yourself with us. So if you want to do like a part duo, uh, Margot, Margot with us, then, um, then we, we, let's, let's do it because I would love to hear uh, Peter's input after everything on there, but this is what we're doing. Reviews. We're back on track. Peter, do you want to kick it off, or do you want me to kick it off? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go. Um, Hell yeah! Let's let's save. Uh, you watched the new Predator movie, Prey, and I watched the older one. I not a Predator movie. I watched <laughs> the Nice Guys. Uh, this is Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling mm. as well. Russell Crowe's like this, like, um, um, oh man, what do you call those? Like those gangsters that go and like beat up people basically. Uh, you know, like they're like, they're the muscle behind everything, but he kind of, he does his own thing where like people pay him to go and beat up people that are doing bad things, you know, like, Hey, yeah, but he doesn't kill anyone. And so like he, like the, the opening one is like, this guy is, um, Oh, this guy's like, uh, uh, like he's like going dating like this underage girl, and he just goes and like punches him in the face and like stay away from underage girls, you know. And that that was like the opening scene. Like that's what he did. He people would pay him to go and put people in their place and tell them like you know trying to scare them away from other people, uh, and so uh, that's kind of what he, he's doing, and then. Ryan Gosling is a private detective or yeah, private eye. And, uh, you know, he's, he's working multiple, you know, certain cases, but he's also, uh, he's actually a really sad character. Like his wife died. He has a daughter on his hand. The first thing you see, like he's a drunk and on his hand, you can see like he's writes on there. You'll never be happy. Like he is pretty sad. Um, you know, and not the greatest, uh, private eye just kind of does shady stuff just to get by. Um, and this just follows a really intricate, uh, caper set in 1970, uh, seventies, uh, LA and like porn industry is really big. Um, Oh, is it LA or is it Detroit? Yeah, shit. I don't know. Yeah. One of those cities. <laughs> One of those cities. Um, and uh, uh, so they get entangled with like, all right, it starts off with the death of this porn star. Um, uh, and then, it, yeah, it is LA. I was right. This is LA. And, and then uh, it just gets in 
tangled with all this other shit with this um the DA's like daughter that they're searching for and it brings these two guys together it brings Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling together and they start teaming up to um figure out what's going on and 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 uh uh you know find this missing girl and and why she's running uh, from everyone uh it's pretty funny it's written and directed by Shane Black which um you know, some people might love him. Some people might hate him. He's the director of Iron Man 3, which I personally really enjoy. He's done legal or lethal weapon movies. Uh, he did not the prequel Predator, but he did the latest The Predator, which was not that great and ended with the Iron Man suit at the end. Um, Wait, what? Do you remember that? Do you remember uh, the Predator? No. <laughs> Dude, remember at the end of, uh, uh, I believe it's The Predator, he, um, uh, they get, like, a, a special, like, suit to help them fight Predators. Oh, that sounds so awesome. Oh, I need I to go watch that all yeah. over again. Because, dude, how? Oh, well, yeah, we'll get into it. But, um, yeah, th- well, people didn't like that, and it the movie wasn't that great. So, <laughs> anywho, the nice guys, guys, though, I think it's it's everything that Shane Black does so well. Uh, I love that it's, it's a period piece. Uh, Ryan Gosling's hilarious. I love. Um, just Ryan Gosling and, and Russell Crowe, just th- their banter between one another, uh, how they interact is is awesome. Um, just the look and feel of this this uh, movie is fantastic. Uh, I don't know what else to say, and, it, and it's a really good like. This is when I saw in movie theaters, and I just recently been like, I really need to watch that again because I I kind of forgot I I forgot the whole mystery and so i i really got to watch it um over and, and kind of had a brand new uh, you know i understood even better this time around um and i was so in, heavily involved with it like i would stop it each time uh i got distracted or something came up and i would rewind and you know i did not miss a thing in this it's that good so I highly recommend watching uh, The Nice Guys. It's currently on Netflix, so there's no excuse to not watch this. Uh, And I'm just shocked that they never made a sequel because it needs one so bad. Like, these two guys could just go on and on and on. Like, it it is fantastic. I love it. I I, I think I watched this a long time ago. My favorite thing about Russell Crowe is like he knows that he's just kind of like an older, overweight actor, and his roles reflect that. And um, this is one of those movies where that's the Russell Crowe that we're going to be getting for the rest of our life, and he knows it. So I'm I'm down. Yeah, I just it's just kind of funny that at some point in his life where he's like, eh, it's too hard to stay fit. Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> I was I was 
you know, I was a in gladiator, but uh, I'm just gonna be fat, and they're gonna cast me as Zeus eventually, anyway. So I'm good. <laughs> yep, absolutely. But he is an intimidating man. Uh, you know, I, I think he's a uh, pretty intimidating in this film. Uh, and if you have not seen him in Unhinged, uh, I highly recommend that one too. Oh, that's shit. a good one. I've seen that one too. Yeah. So the nice guys, check it out. It's hilarious. <sighs> All right. Well, I will. Um, so Peter, um, the reason I am reviewing Prey is because I was in attempts to actually watch a B movie. I was trying to watch a movie called uh, Frankie and Penelope with my dad. My dad likes to find these movies where he sees an image of a car, like an old muscle car, like a Challenger or a Charger. And he's like, ah, that's that's going to be an awesome movie. <laughs> but when you start watching the trailer of Frank and Penelope, it has nothing to do with the car. And I think it turns into a zombie movie. The reason I didn't watch it is because on my streaming service where I have it, the video kept on cutting out much. It must have been like hosted by Melon. So we don't know, <clears throat> but uh, I'm I'm gonna back pocket that one. So I was like, hey, let's watch another movie. And I was like, oh, I haven't watched Prey, and I didn't really want to explain Predators to my dad. So I was like, you know what? We're just gonna watch it and see what it's like. And it starts off. So Prey is a prequel to all the Predators movies. Yes, um, it takes place uh, during like it, it's an Indian tribe. Um, and there is the main character. She's, she's like trying to like earn her ranks within her tribe and catch, um, you know, be a predator and get and hunt to prove her worth. Um, the game she picks is the predator. Like they see this giant like spaceship fly in from space and she's like, okay, cool. I'm going to go hunt that. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> yeah, go big, right? Gotta yeah. go big. Go big and go home with it. So, you know, and everybody's like, oh, you can't do that. Like, okay, let me first say this. It's on Hulu, uh, directed by Dan Trachtenberg, not related to Michelle Trachtenberg. Um, I thought the CGI and I thought the visual effects were going to be movie quality. They're very much Hulu quality. Like the uh, the animals, the the deer and the bear obviously cgi like they didn't even try dude um they should have just not had them in there to be honest with you because for a while it's like man this is gonna be cheesy but then when you start seeing the predator for a good part of the film the predator is invisible dude you see the like the outline and whatnot um this takes place geez let me see if there's a date i mean oh 1719 um she okay, so her background is she's a healer. She's the one who like has herbs and spices that bring that can help aid um, her tribe during battle. Um, so you learn that a- along the way. Um, then the movie got really good because it turned into a predator movie. It was um, she's still on the hunt. She, her, and her dog are going out and pursuing the predator, and she's learning about this creature. Meanwhile. The predator doesn't see her as as any sort of prey, so he's going around hunting other things during this time, and she's kind of tracking him and learning. So she's developing her her craft with her instincts, and and um, the movie gets really good because 
then the Frenchmen come in and they start attacking the Indian tribe and they're looking for the predator as well. And you just see this, like you just see this whole battle happen between the tribe, the predator, the Frenchmen, you know, there's a bunch of them getting captured. Long story short, dude, I felt like I was watching the first predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like it really had that vibe of you're alone with this creature that's hunting and you have now become the hunter and she becomes a hunter in this movie and she uses her her knowledge of healing she uses her like her brother said it best he he thought she was a a good hunter because she saw things that he didn't and you long story short the character development for this main character is phenomenal the one thing I got to say about this movie is it really took it away from me that the Indian tribe spoke perfect English. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask you. I wrote that down was, did they speak English? 100% perfect English. So do, do they try to do like, um, like, you know how like some of those like Russian films, like they'll do, like they start speaking Russian and then all of a sudden like it just, it flips so that you don't have to read subtitles the whole time. Like they did that with, uh, what was that movie with uh, Tom Cruise? You know what I'm talking about? Um, and he's like trying to kill Hitler, but it starts off like speaking like, Oh, speaking German, I guess. And then like, they just like change it and start doing an accent. So that's, I was wondering if they did something like that or if they just start off like speaking English from the get go. Dude, 100% speaking perfectly fine English and not even trying to have this whole, not even trying to have an accent. They they sprinkle in a little bit about their native language, but this is where it really throws it off. When the Frenchmen show up, they speak zero English. They speak nothing but French. So you're having this English-speaking Comanche tribe and this French-speaking Frenchman fighting this predator together and you're just like why could i mean give me like that one movie mel gibson made and like just subtitle i think it would have been that much i would have been more vested in them being a true indian tribe than than um than not you know um so you'd rather watch like or read subtitles for this whole film for everyone (laughs) let me let me uh one up on this okay Watch this movie. Watch this movie okay. for what it is. Want to. Uh, take it away. Take away, like, the whole English thing and whatnot. Like, try and look past the, the negative side of that and, and watch this movie because it is a good hunter versus uh, predator versus prey kind of movie. Now, the way that they need to do this in the Predator universe, um, because I feel like that this is it's, – it's time for Predator to branch away from Alien. And he needs his own universe. And I think they should do predators landing in different eras and periods of America or of world history. So do this again, but have him land in Japan and have him land in a small town in Japan and he's hunting samurai and mm. ninja and That'd be cool. ha- have them do their native Japanese language and just feel just feel like the the tenseness of this futuristic alien versus feudal japan and 
Uh, that would be one of the most amazing movies to watch. I think they're onto something with this concept of putting Predator in different eras, in different um, parts of world history. And this was a really good start. There's no reference to anything in the future where there's Arnold or Danny Glover or Adrian Brody or Iron Man suits or even meeting up with Alien. It's it's raw Predator versus this Indian Comanche tribe and it's executed pretty well. The only thing is just the the, the language. Like even a, a apocalypto was all in a native Latin language, but the characters had their accent and you could tell that they were from that area. For if you were watching this, you would feel like it would be on sci-fi and you didn't know what this is and like you were just you would be like, Why why do they just have regular American um accents? Who's this who's this young girl trying to be this who's playing this character? Uh, they could have they could have executed that a little bit better. Hmm. Um well I'm excited to see it. Uh it sounds like it's doing pretty well and uh, uh like it's probably gonna get some spin-offs or some sequels and I, I think your idea of going to other areas in different periods is a is a great one. So hopefully they're listening, Hulu. Well we know um Mark Ruffalo's listening. He um he basically said the same thing that we did a couple episodes ago. So yeah, R- Ruffalo, like get behind that. Um, <clears throat> I recommend it. Um, keep Predator going. He's a great character, um, and it's it's a good one on one battle. You know, um, you don't see that too often anymore. So Thanks. there you go. <clears throat> All right, you're ready to move on. Are you gonna make the sound, Peter? You gotta make the sound. I, I was gonna ask you if you wanted to do it. <laughs> let's come on let's hear it (laughs) i can't i can't i can't muster it up (laughs) oh i'll have what she's having yeah oh man um i so i i i got a recommendation uh, to to wrap up this episode, um, it, it just came on to Disney Plus, but all the the Orville um, show with uh, mm-hmm. Seth MacFarlane, um, it's on there, and I just started watching that, and uh, it, I, I like it. I, it's kind of a you could tell that he really has appreciation for Star Trek. Because it has that vibe, but it just ha- it's a little bit more, I guess, raunchier than than Star Trek. So that's the part that's enjoyable, but it still has that that Star Trek vibe. So uh, I've been watching that and uh, um, been enjoying it. So it's it's just a, it's an easy thing to put on in the background and just kind of you know halfway pay attention. It's 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 halfway good. <laughs> Halfway good. You know what else is halfway good, Peter? Yeah, what's that? Beavis and Butthead's back. Yes, I saw that. Uh, and I almost put that on in the background. <laughs> Dude, Beavis and Butthead's back. And after this episode, I'm going to go binge out on Beavis and Butthead till 1 in the morning like I used to when I was 10. Nice. I, oh, uh, one I last watched... thing. Oh, go ahead. 
Well, I was going to say, I watched the uh, Beavis of Bad do the universe. Um, it was okay, right? Yeah, it's just okay. It I fell asleep multiple times. Uh, but then when I wake up, I was just like, oh, I don't really need to go back. It's like, <laughs> I, I didn't miss anything. <laughs> Dude, it's weird because it starts off like an episode of Beavis and Butthead, but later it, it feel, starts feeling like a movie. I've never had anything a movie feel that way where like I feel like I'm watching a TV show and then, boom, it turns into a movie. It's just weird to me. But um, I'm ready for the TV series. And then one last thing. This is kind of a one-off, but if you have Comedy Central or you could find it on one of the apps, try and watch the South Park 25 um, concert at Red Rocks. It's one of the f- best concerts I've seen, dude. It has the creators of South Park doing a concert with South Park songs with Primus, Ween, and Rush. Like, wow. how, did, how did we miss this? <laughs> I saw it uh, in in uh, Denver International Airport when I came back, and I was like, is this for real? <laughs> like, it's just, I couldn't figure out if this was legit or if this is some special, like, um, you know, new special that was coming out to Paramount Plus. <laughs> well, good thing. Yes, it was real. And yes, it's a special. And I think you could find it on Paramount Plus, but I, I would definitely watch it in Comedy Central. Okay. Cool. Uh, all right. It's good to be back. Um, glad we got this uh, technical difficulties figured out somewhat. And we're able to record... Because you can't miss a week. Nope. Just can't. Can't do we miss, it. We miss too many, and it makes everyone sad. <clears throat> so, spread the word, everyone. And like we will... herpes. That's right. We'll catch <laughs> you next time. <laughs> Until then, beyond, beyond it up. <laughs> We did it.